This is the Empowering Health Podcast. If you're a female living with type 1 diabetes and you care about your health, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Andy Balog, and I specialize in helping women just like you navigate all things nutrition, exercise, sleep, and blood sugars so you can feel confident and in control in your body and your life with T1D. Let's go. There is not one thing in your life with type 1 diabetes that won't improve if you get more and better quality sleep. Your blood sugars, insulin resistance, weight, energy, your mood and mental health, your skin, hair, nails, your dental and gut health, and all of your aches and pains that you currently might be experiencing will all benefit from improved and better quality sleep. Sleep is real life magic and we should really be prioritizing it. And I want to dive a little bit deeper into these different areas that could be improved with better sleep. Obviously, number one, blood sugars and insulin resistance. Insulin being a hormone is therefore influenced by other hormones in the body, especially cortisol. Cortisol is the stress hormone and that therefore influences insulin resistance. So when you don't sleep enough or in a quality way, then you are going to have increased cortisol for the following day and possibly days after. So for 24 to 48 or possibly even 72 or more hours after, depending on whether you then improve your sleep or get more sleep thereafter. So you will have a noticeable increased blood sugar effect after a crappy night's sleep or just after prolonged reduction in sleep quality. So whether you are a new mom, whether you're just struggling with your blood sugars in general, maybe you're being woken up by constant CGM alarms, highs and lows. Maybe you are just so stressed out that you can't even fall asleep properly or your blood sugars are stopping you from falling asleep properly, or you just don't allow yourself to get to bed on time. All of these are going to affect your blood sugars and therefore your overall insulin resistance. You're going to require more insulin. You're going to struggle to get your blood sugars down with a single correction. You are going to just overall feel like your blood sugars are not budging and that insulin is water. And this is something I see very commonly with my clients. And it's something that we can actually start to improve very simply. And I'll get into a few things that you can do at the end of this episode. But for now, we're going to move on to the other areas that are going to be impacted by poor sleep. Next up is your weight. So if you have been struggling with your weight, you've been struggling, maybe you've been trying to diet, maybe you've just been trying to just eat healthier and you aren't seeing those results, sleep is most likely one of the top factors that are holding you back. When you don't sleep enough, as I mentioned before, your cortisol resol- your cortisol levels rise and a, a rise in stress in your body will therefore delay the ability for you to lose weight because your body is not interested in trying to lose weight. When you are stressed, your body is trying to just reduce that stress. It is not functioning optimally. You are also going to have, along with the raised cortisol levels, you're going to have a increase in the, you're going to have an increase in the signals that are sent to 
tell your body that you are hungry. So not only are you going to feel hungrier, you are going to also then have a reduction in the hormone that is sent out to say you are full. So you're going to be more hungry and you're not going to get the signals that say that you are full and that you can stop eating. So in general, you're going to want more food more often. You're going to eat more each time when you aren't getting enough sleep. This makes losing weight extremely hard and you're just not going to see those results that you want. So getting good quality sleep and getting enough sleep every night is definitely a key part of your ability to lose weight. And that is why we focus on sleep so much in my program. When you work with me one-on-one, we focus in on sleep and that is extremely crucial. So if you haven't focused on your sleep before and you have been trying to lose weight, then that is something that you really should be doing. And if you really want help with this, then I would encourage you to apply for one-on-one coaching with me. And you can do that via the link in the show notes. But moving on to the next section of what you can actually affect with poor quality sleep. That is just your overall energy. So obviously needless to say, but we probably should put it in here anyway, is your energy levels are going to be affected by your lack of sleep. When you don't have energy, when you're not sleeping enough, everything is going to feel so much more difficult. You're not going to want to look after yourself. You aren't going to care what you're eating. Even though deep down your goal might be to improve your diet, to be healthier, to lose weight, to feel better about your body, to feel better about yourself, do better for yourself. You are not going to have the energy to do that. You're not going to look after your blood sugars. You're not going to care. So sleeping enough is going to actually make you have more energy and more interest in the things that you want to achieve, the goals that you are wanting to achieve. So set yourself upright and make sure that you're getting enough sleep. And again, we'll go into different ways you can do that shortly. The topic that goes alongside the energy aspect is your mood and your mental health. So along with your energy, your mood and your mental health are going to plummet when you're not getting enough sleep. And so it really is true that if you are struggling with your mood, the best thing to do is often just to take a nap. If you can afford to, don't shame yourself for wanting to take a nap or for needing extra sleep. Go to bed earlier. We'll also talk about some other things you can do at the end of this episode. But in general, you should know and be aware that your mood and your mental health are definitely going to be affected by the way that you sleep. And you're not even going to notice it. So you're going to just think that everything else is the problem. And really, when you just have enough sleep, you're going to wake up the next day and realize half those things that you struggled with the day before are not as big of a deal as you probably thought or there might not be a problem at all. So that is something to keep in mind. And the next topic that is definitely worth mentioning that is affected by poor sleep is your skin, your hair, all of these aesthetic things, your nails, your teeth and your gut health, which are obviously really connected to the rest of your health. Dental health, gut health especially are extremely linked to the way that your body functions. And we're, learn- we're learning more and more about these things, but your skin, hair and nails tend to be somewhere where you can notice any other problems that are going on in your gut and in your diet and in your sleep regime. So overall, as I mentioned, your cortisol will rise. This then sends all of these different signals through your body that says we need to focus on fixing this stress issue. When your body experiences stress, it doesn't realize what kind of stress or what is causing your stress. It just thinks that every single stressful situation is caused by the same level of stress. For example, when you are 
you know, you've got a full inbox you need to get through at work or whether you are, you know, dealing with customers that are really difficult or just your, your boss that might be really difficult. You might be dealing with family issues. You might be dealing with blood sugar issues. Maybe your kids are driving you mad. All of these different things your body considers as the same type of stress. So all it cares about is reducing that stress and it is not going to put the time, the energy into digesting your food properly, getting the nutrients out of the food that you're eating in order to put it towards things like your skin, hair and nails. Everything is going to start to deplete. Your nails are going to be brittle. Your hair is going to be dry. It's going to start falling out eventually. Your skin is going to be either dry or very oily. You might have acne. You might suffer with psoriasis. All these different things are all an indication that sleep could be a problem. And you would know. You would know. If you're really honest with yourself, you'll know when sleep is an issue. And so the final one on the list here for me today is aches and pains. So just general aches and pains. If you don't have a reason to be sore and to be having all these random aches and pains in your body and you don't know where they come from, you didn't have an injury, most likely you are not recovering enough and that includes sleep. So often we do think of, you know, we when we start to think about getting healthier, we do start to implement more exercise and more of that kind of thing, but we don't consider what we can do in terms of recovery. We want to do more rather than thinking about how we can do less in terms of sleep. And so getting enough sleep in general is necessary, but when you have a chronic condition like type 1, you have to sleep more. I don't know about you, but I literally need about 10 if I can sleep 10 hours a night my body is happy like I could easily sleep 10 hours a night and so I allow myself to obviously not everyone is in a position where they can but if if you can re reorganize your life you can aim to have as close to as much sleep as you need as possible each night because everyone is different with how much they need but in general if you have a chronic thing going on like type one you're going to need more sleep it's just it's just the short of it. You are going to need more sleep, more recovery. There is a lot more going on in your body. There are different processes, especially if you've had a day of high blood sugars or highs and lows, that is a huge stressor on your body and therefore you require more sleep. And so that is the end of my list of different things that are affected by sleep, but there is tons more. These are just the major ones that we you know, come across. When I actually work with clients, these are the big ones. The biggest ones are blood sugars and weight and mood, but then also all these other things start to improve. And that is definitely, definitely true. So when it comes to what you can do about your sleep, there are a lot of different steps that you can take, but the, the three top uh, steps that I would recommend is number one is to work on improving your blood sugars. Now, this probably sounds like a cliche thing, but if you aren't focusing on improving your blood sugars, then it doesn't matter what you do, you will be impacted by the way that you're sleeping because of your blood sugars. So say, for example, you experience hypos overnight often, you are constantly going to have your sleep interrupted by those hypos or a CGM that is telling you that you are going low. So it is really worth 
looking into the way that you manage your blood sugars and getting a handle on that. And that is something that I can help you do in my one-on-one coaching program. So as I said, if you want to, you can just check the show notes and fill out an application there so we can work together on that because it is a game changer. When you can fix your overnight blood sugars, you are not only improving your blood sugars, but you're improving your sleep, which then improves your entire day thereafter tenfold. Don't forget, you're going to reduce your cortisol. You're going to reduce that next day's insulin resistance and the list goes on the cycle continues and that is why it's so important to improve your blood sugars to be able to sleep properly number two most important thing for sleep is light exposure so if you weren't a type one the first thing i would suggest would be light exposure to improve but because you're type one obviously blood sugars come first number two would be light exposure because our bodies actually work on a rhythm which is affected most first and foremost by light. So that is why when it gets dark, we start to get tired. When it gets light, we start to wake up. So if you have your blinds drawn in the morning, as the sun comes up, if you have the sun directed through your windows, you are no doubt going to slowly wake up. And those mornings without an alarm, you're going to wake up a lot more comfortably because that is how your body likes to wake up. It it is affected by sunlight and the lack of And that is what is directing your sleep and wakefulness patterns. So if you can get back in tune with those patterns, and by that, I mean, get exposure to sunlight first thing in the morning. So instead of looking at your phone, when you wake up, you should be opening up the blinds. If your, if your bedroom isn't sun facing in the morning, then you should be getting outside and and being inside the sun, whether that's being active at the same time or just stepping outside and letting the sun hit your face first thing in the morning. And you should do that for a few minutes and that will help you start to reset your circadian rhythm, which is the rhythm that um, responds to light. And then as the sun starts to set during the day, you should be doing the opposite. So rather than turning on all of the lights and blasting yourself with light and keeping your laptop in front of you all night and then being in front of your TV all night and being in front of your phone, obviously there's limits. Like Obviously, there's things we have to do in our lives. Obviously, you're not going to walk around in the dark in your house, but I'm saying limit yourself. So as the, the night draws to an end, the closer you get to bedtime, the less and less light you should be exposed to. Start to dim the lights, start to use candles. Even salt lamps are a great idea basically reducing your light exposure and not to mention your exposure to your devices is the most important because that is extremely strong blue light that you are getting out of your devices like your laptop and your phone and they should be limited because that is going to affect your sleep so much and that also goes to say that the lights that you have in your bedroom if you have any devices that are putting out a red or green light or any kind of light you should be making sure you cover those up with some duct tape I know it sounds ridiculous but it is going to improve your sleep so much and also then you want to number three most important thing to work on for improving your sleep would be to make sure you aren't eating too close to bed and this is for a few reasons well number one would be blood sugar wise it's just not ideal because your blood sugars are going to still be fluctuating as you are sleeping as you are continuing to digest but then honestly just in itself is the digestion aspect so when you are digesting you and then you fall asleep while you're still digesting food, you are not going to be sleeping properly. You are going to be in a light sleep. You're not going to be able to enter all of the different cycles of sleep that you need to go through for quality sleep. And you're going to wake up feeling really groggy and 
you might have indigestion, you might have bloating, all of these things because you've eaten too close to bedtime. I recommend at least three hours, but four to six hours between your last meal and bed is ideal. Obviously, if you have a hypo and you have to treat it, then so be it. But then we then want to work on blood sugars and make sure we're avoiding that in the future. But, you know, in general, you want to try and leave as much space between dinner time and bedtime and that will improve your sleep. So I hope these, I hope you've been taking notes. That's a lot to take in. And I hope that that helps you and you feel more empowered to improve your sleep with these suggestions. And I hope you know that you can ask for help. You can reach out if you have been struggling with not only your weight, your energy, your blood sugars, your mood, all of these different things. If you're just in chronic pain, I bet you sleep is a huge factor for you. And if you need help with this, please reach out. Please apply for my one-on-one coaching program. You can get so much out of working with me for five months alongside other women who are also going towards the same goals as you. So the next round starts in January, but applications are open now. But either way, I just want you to know that there's a lot that you can do to improve your sleep. And it is just not true that type ones can't sleep well or that we have to accept that sleep is just something that we used to do and it's no longer possible for you. It's just not true. So empower yourself, make some changes. And if you need the help, then reach out or apply for my program. And that's it for today. So I hope you learned something. I hope you got something out of this episode and don't forget to share it on. If this podcast has inspired you and you're ready for change, you can apply to work with me by clicking the link in the show notes or go to empoweringhealth.com.au and click apply for coaching. If you like this episode, please leave a five-star review and share it with other T1Ds you know so I can continue to help others. You can also find me on Instagram at the T1D Nutritionist and I'll catch you in the next episode.